Welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Ottawa Podcast. Because the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2023 Genesis G90. You can take a look at this G90 on our Instagram page right now. That's at Ottawa USA. And hey, while you're cruising the Internet Superhighway, why don't you head over to our Facebook page and click that like button. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Genesis in just one second. But first, we have to pay the bills. Do you have a car-loving little one in your life? Give them Road & Track Crew's Big & Fast Cars. Loaded with 701 amazing car facts, this hardcover book is custom-built for kids who love slick supercars, powerful monster trucks, and record-smashing speed machines. The only thing your little one needs to drive Road & Track Crew's Big & Fast Cars is a license for fun. Road & Track Crew's Big & Fast Cars is on sale now at Amazon.com. And Patrick, I'm here today to talk about a lovely 23 Genesis G90 3.5 TE Supercharger AWD. Quite the mouthful when you really say the full name. All these names are getting too long. I'm saying it. I'm saying it right now. Yeah. And and like how many combinations of letters and numbers can you like ultimately have? Like it's one of those math things that involves, you know, that's like the exclamation point. (laughs) I don't really know what that means, but it's like there's that many combinations but somehow we're we're burning through all of them uh so g90 it is new ish it's kind of not super new it's been around for a little bit it popped and it was shown off in 21 but the 23 g90 is the second generation now peeling back the curtain a little bit at auto week for those that are fans of me which is odd i don't know if i have any fans but we had a long-term first generation g90 I believe it was like a, a 15 or a 16. I can't remember exactly what year, uh, but it was a relatively new car at the time. And while it did have its, uh, you know, styling miscues or what have you, it looked very derivative. <laughs> um, it looked like an AI generated luxury car, which is kind of interesting now that AI is taking over the world. But uh, the second generation, decidedly not. It looks flashy. It looks cool. It's a statement from Genesis. And it is, you know, it's, it's, it, hey. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I I have not seen the new generation in person. I don't believe, but uh, based on the old Google machine, it looks great. It looks great. It looks luxurious. It looks bold. It's got a massive grill, but that's the future we live in. But before we get too far, Patrick, how about I take you on a little walk around, and the listeners can come too. And we are walking around the 2023 Genesis G. 90. Uh, you know, I've been bullish on the G90. I've always been a fan of it. I think it's uh, fun and cool. We had a long-termer first-generation G90 after Genesis split off, of course, and I thought it was an absolute bargain relative to the luxury cars. Uh, it competed against, say, an E-Class. You really sneak in, get a lot of the same appointments. Obviously, the styling was a bit derivative uh, or what have you, and, uh, you know, it was just like a, a good bargain. I don't think that's the case with this current G90. I think that <laughs> it's gone a bit of a different way. Uh, it's still kind of a bargain. This one's $100,000. 13370 to be exact, including D&D and options, uh, based on 98700 uh, But as much of a bargain as it may or may not be, I don't think that that's what Genesis is doing anymore. No, this is instead just objectively interesting and good uh (laughs) the styling is you know familiar to the rest of the genesis lineup the the exterior of the genesis electronic door handles is fine uh i mean it's good it's objectively a cool car but stepping inside boy howdy is that a treat uh first and foremost my favorite feature the automatically closing doors (laughs) okay we live in the future digital screen digital touchscreen infotainment system Jeez Louise, this interior isn't 
<laughs> this isn't a value proposition car anymore. I think it's safe to say this is far from a value proposition car. It's, I mean, it is maybe arguably a value proposition, but that's secondary to just how interesting the interior is. The quilted leather seats, uh, comfortable. Uh, <laughs> they got some, some hugging, uh, bolsters, but it's a loose hug. It's just like a nice comforting. Of course, they're massaging the steering wheel, multifunction steering wheel, physical switches, and just buttons. You just find no, no haptic touches, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, the seat controls are on the doors and in the center console. Excuse me, this, this, yeah, the center console kind of below the infotainment controller and the gear selector. Now the door closed switches are also on the center console as well as the doors. So you can close the doors. If you're just sitting here, if your guest or passenger decides to leave, you can close their door with the touch of a button. We live in the absolute future. Of course, this is the e-supercharged version, which we'll talk more about when we're driving the thing. But yeah, 409, as the Beach Boys once wrote about. Uh, but we'll talk about that more when we're driving the thing, which, you know what? Hey, let's take this out on a quick spin. And I should be clear, Patrick, this does not have a 409 cubic inch uh, big block <laughs> Chevrolet, which no. is what the Beach Boys were singing about. This is 409 horsepower, which we'll talk about later, but cl automatically closing doors. This is my favorite car of the year. This is my favorite car I've driven this year. I know it's just been a short run, but still, it's, it was so good. Does it have the, uh, you know, I famously love a two-spoke wheel. It does have a two-spoke steering wheel. That is correct. Yeah. A very odd-looking two-spoke steering wheel, which I enjoyed. I think I talk about that when I, when I drive the thing. But more importantly, Patrick, I do drive the thing. All right. Let's hear about it. I, I hear about this 409 horsepower. I want to hear about it. It, it. Well, let's go. We'll keep this in comfort. I've been cruising around in sport because it is a sports car. I'm just kidding. But 409 horsepower, 405 pound-feet of torque. That is hilarious. Of course, this 3.5 liter V6 turbocharged and supercharged uh, goes through an eight-speed automatic transmission, which then feeds the all-wheel drive system. You do get some engine noise, which is nice. A nice burble. You don't get much in the way of like turbocharger or e-supercharger noise. The induction noise is, I mean, it's not really there, but you do get a little bit of burble from the engine, which I think people like. Uh, I like, at least, so that's... Road noise, you get a little bit just because it's a car and it's going to transfer through the car being a big speaker, essentially, for what's happening on the road. Uh, muted and quiet, though, this car is well isolated from that. Uh, but wind noise does, simply does not exist. It's a very, very quiet cabin. Yeah, I mean, you push the pedal down, even in comfort mode, and it goes. It's not a neck breaking acceleration situation it, it is it moving a big car so be patient but it is it's still quick uh it's not like a tesla model s plaid it's not going to reset your brain but it is it is relatively quick uh in acceleration which is fine it's a luxury car you're not trying to set a land speed record at bonneville you're just trying to cruise uh dynamically though the suspension soft the steering the steering has some weight to it uh, especially when you get closer to the end of the rack, you get you get a little bit of heft, which, again, it adds to the je ne sais quoi uh, of a luxury vehicle. It gives it that feeling of mass, uh, I feel. But the feeling of mass also comes from the car. You, you feel that this thing's heavy. The brake pedal, you have a couple inches to really modulate, which if you're a chauffeur or someone who's driving this thing for your employee employer uh you'll 
be good at modulating it. Um, it's soft, but again, you have good control over it. Everything about this car is good control. The tip-in, even despite being turbocharged, soft tip-in, but just push harder. I don't know what to tell you. If you want more power, push harder. Everything's kind of lazy, especially in comfort mode. Uh, it spices up in sport mode, but I like my luxury vehicles to be a little lazy, especially on inputs, because I don't want this to be twitchy in any metric of input. I want it to be soft, easy, and usable, which this G90 is money. This thing is awesome. I, I love this thing. This would be probably in my driveway as an actual ownership piece because it is, it is funny. It has all the features you want. It has some perfume. It has massaging seats. It has, it's hilarious. This thing's awesome. Uh, but with that, let's head back to Le Studio. We're all about gifting experiences this holiday season rather than material objects. If you're looking for a once-in-a-lifetime trip for yourself or a car enthusiast in your life, you need to learn more about Road & Track experiences. Registration for Route to Vine, Road & Track's upcoming rally through beautiful Northern California in February is coming to a close, but it's not too late to hit the road. They've also just launched an all-new adventure through Appalachia, Smoky 600. You'll rally through some of the most iconic roads in the country, including the Tale of the Dragon. Then you'll shift gears and tour R&T's favorite local distilleries, enjoy Southern cuisine at its finest, and so much more. Learn more at experiences.roadandtrack.com. It almost seems like, well, the earlier iterations of this car were just trying to like keep up with, you know, the Germans. It sounds like they're really coming into their own in terms of, you know, this is just has its own personality and it's its own complete beast as opposed to just trying to, you know, be an S-Class or a 7 Series or whatever that's, you know, undercutting on price. Oh, absolutely agree. Um, yeah, I mean, the first generation, while I, I, I did enjoy it and I wrote articles in the magazine about how much I enjoyed it during our tenure with it, uh, it was, as I mentioned here now twice, it was derivative and it felt like it was leaning on the historical legacy luxury brands, at least for inspiration. But I think that with this second, second generation car, obviously their Genesis still has to look at the legacy luxury automakers, your Mercedes-Benz, your BMW, your Audis. But it's it's not taking inspiration so much as it has its own established brand. And now this is living up to that brand standard and kind of operating as the flagship. Of course, no one's going to buy this thing relative to the G80, or excuse me, GV80, or what I assume GV90 is coming as well as a, a full-size SUV. But like a uh, it's, it's, it's making a statement. It's very much honoring its own brand. And it's not looking to anybody for, uh, for approval besides, of course, the customers that need to approve this to buy it. Well, uh, are, are we at that time now where you are um, contractually obligated to sort of tell us what the, uh, the, the real reason for being of this, of this uh, G90 is? Well, Patrick, thanks for peeling the curtain back on that uh, to, to explain to our listeners that it is written in my contract that I have to do this. But you are correct. We're getting to be about that time. And I think we both need to go on our day. So let's put a, let's wrap this one up really fast. On a quick spin, we try to get to the essence of the automobile. And the 23 Genesis G90 is no exception. So Patrick, I'm telling you, I promise to get to this in just one second. So the G90 is the flagship luxury sedan from our friends over at Genesis. Now... The idea of a flagship luxury sedan in the year of our Lord 2023 is about like the Dodo uh, right before the last one fell off a cliff or whatever. I know it's a myth, but still. Sedans are out. Uh, everybody keeps telling me this while I keep seeing sedans on the road. I don't understand, but sedans are done. Uh, they're never coming back. That being said, if you're going to do sedans, 
you might as well do as luxurious a sedan as possible because there's still people with lots of money that enjoy a nice posh sedan. So I think with this latest G90, Genesis is trying to look at the market, look at its market share uh, and other analyst uh, words that they would probably use internally, I imagine. I'm not in these meetings. And, and they're saying, who's buying our car? What do they want? And it seems like if these people that are buying Genesis or future Conquest buyers even want vehicle that punches above its weight still, but also has the maybe not the brand cachet yet. It's establishing itself, yada, yada. But it's, it's ne- I don't think it's ever going to be a Bentley. It's never going to be a Rolls. It's never going to be a Mercedes or BMW. But it can be something similar or something in that same conversation. And I think that this is Genesis arriving at what Genesis is supposed to be. I don't think the first G90 was their dream vehicle. I think it was a vehicle that they... I'm not going to say threw together, but like it wasn't and it wasn't as a stat they weren't as established as a brand now i think this is genesis to put it into a nice concise uh, phrase for the headline of this the title of this it's hitting what i think their aspirations are of being a luxury automaker because this is luxurious while also still being you know relatively affordable it has a uh, <laughs> automatically closing doors patrick <laughs> in what universe are you going to find uh automatically closing doors for less than 200 grand I mean, yeah. Uh, if you have a chauffeur, they'll they are that's the ultimate automatically closing door because they get out of their car to close your door for you. But if, but the press of a button, your door closes. I'm I'm all in. Like I said too, if this if I had the money, I would own one of these. They they are hilarious. I love it. I'm jealous. I want to get in one and uh, drive off into the sunset or be driven. I want to be driven off into the sunset yeah, in the back seat. I think that's the move. Driving this is not. Uh, it's not the experience of driving like a Miata or something totally engaging. This is a vehicle that is meant to be driven in, which let me tell you, that is a dream of mine. So Patrick, why don't you come over to Michigan sometime and drive me around? I would really enjoy that. All right. It's a date. (laughs) I'll put it on the calendar. That being said, Patrick, I think we both have to go back to our other jobs today. So I think we got to put a pin in it right now. Thank you so much for Patrick for asking these hard-hitting questions. And thank you, listener, for listening to Patrick ask these hard-hitting questions. If you could, head over to the Apple Podcast Store or Spotify and drop us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And also, you know, I say it's at the end of every episode, but I do mean it. Thank you so much for listening. Without your listenership, none of this could be possible.